I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community, and communities create social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So this interview with, was with Amos Gitai, uh, and, and we spoke about his film, Rebbein, The Last Day, and it's about uh, Prime Minister Rebbein's assassination in um, Israel. Um, I think it's coming up on, uh, the, is it the 20th, uh, the 20th anniversary of that, and the film's going to be released in, in Israel on uh, that day, kind of as a way of, I guess, honoring, but also, uh, honoring him, but also uh, to... I would imagine Amos would say to to create a little bit more more conversation. It's a really interesting film from a filmmaking perspective, mixing documentary uh, sort of newsreel like footage with narrative filmmaking, and it makes for uh, a pretty interesting study. I mean, this whole idea of fact and and fiction, and so um, this is a film about uh, division. It's a film about uh, violence. It's a film about fighting back and and being subversive and 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 it's a film about the truth really it seems to me so uh, listen in uh, try to catch this film if you can again Rabin The Last Day Amos Gitai well welcome to Face to Face we are joined by another very special guest here another director uh, who just got into Toronto last night actually uh, here for the 40th uh, anniversary of the Toronto International Film Festival. Amos Gitai is here uh, and joining us today and we're here to talk about his film Rabin The Last Day thank you for joining us today pleasure so you know, let's let's dispose with the pleasantries. We don't need to talk about, um, uh, you know, how the f- film festival is feeling for you. Or uh, I, I, I'm I'm happy to talk about that too. But I really want to get to uh, some of what what you're trying to say with this film. I mean, it's pretty uh, in your face. I would say it's a gripping film. Uh, the performances are stellar, by the way. They yeah. really are astounding. Um, documentary drama. Tell me about that line, and, and ethically, a, uh, and 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 how you tell the story. It's a fiction uh, film based on facts, you know, and uh, obviously we include also elements of the archive. 
um, I would say that this film was done by when I by, by me as a citizen more than a filmmaker because hmm. I felt that uh, this year we will mark 20 years to the killing of uh, Rabin, Yitzhak Rabin, the Prime Minister of Israel, was shot by extreme right-wing Israeli. And uh, I think that we are still in the aftermath of this uh, act. So it's even, you know, doing this film, the powers that militated to, to I don't know if to kill, but to weaken the government of uh, Rabin are, are, are getting stronger and stronger. And as an Israeli citizen who loves this country, I felt that I have to bring back the memory of Rabin, who in my mind was an Israeli patriot, but in a good sense, you know. The fact that the right wing always confiscates the, the word patriotism to them is, is a mistake, you know. I think that uh, Rabin is, is a clear case that he uh, believed that in order to stabilize the existence of Israel in the Middle East, you need to find ways into inroads into the Arab world, especially to try to find another modus vivendi with the Palestinians. So I think he was a courageous guy, and he's mm -hmm. killing because the film is not uh, about the, the the personality of Rabin. It's right. really about his assassination. What's interesting? <coughs> excuse me. What's interesting to me is it's really difficult to tell when I'm watching documentary footage because I'm assuming there's documentary footage, there's yeah. actual newsreel yeah, footage. Yeah. And some of the actual film itself. Yeah, it's it's and and that that blurring of the line between what maybe actually happened and and, and like you say your citizen like interpretation yeah, of it yeah. is really interesting. Thank you. Is that a would you say that that's a hmm, is that are, are you going more for a philosophical sort of uh, interpretation with with respect to that from a technical perspective? In other words, do you want people to question what's real in this case? because the facts were so um, skewed? It's not, uh, I mean, I don't want them to enter philosophical questions, what is real, I want them to uh, enter a question, what is wrong? Mm. Uh, and I think that a lot went wrong, and we are, as I said, we, we have another uh, uh, prime minister who was elected right after the assassination of Rabin, that with uh, kind of one a brief interval, uh, basically is running the place for the next, the last uh, 20 years, uh, with uh, the Barak and some some period the uh, Sharon. So, um, um, in a way, the killing of this individual Itzhak Rabin really destabilized uh, completely uh, the complete way of thinking that we can actually find ways inroads into the Middle East. Why is it that there seems to be such a group of people, and I think you can, you know, I think your film is a global statement too, frankly, on, on reconciliation, forgiveness, peace, dialogue, all of these things. Why do you think, as a citizen, as a filmmaker, as an architect, uh, as you just mentioned to me about your past, why is it so hard to get there? Like, what, the anger, the hatred? Well, I think that it's a very complicated conflict, and, uh, but we still have to try. Mm. I mean, I think mm. that there are no, you know, each each side of this conflict uh, is completely ethnocentric and think that all the truth is in one side. I think that the truth is in no side. Mm. 
and uh, there is no angelism, you know, there is no angelic uh, figure. There's no angelism, nice, yeah. yeah. I, I think they are both, uh, in different degrees, responsible for the fact that, that we are stuck, and that there is really, at this, at this stage, well, I don't see a, a kind of a, somebody injecting energy in mobilizing into a much more reconciliatory tones. And so I think that we can look with a, with a sadness into the, into the Rabin legacy. I chose, in a way, not to incarnate Rabin by an actor. So, hmm. as you said, uh, when Rabin is on stage, it's an archive element. I think that similarly to the films which were done after the killing of uh, Kennedy, uh, these, these kind of historical figures had um, a very uh, strong uh, aura presence, so it would be wrong to fictionalize them. So when Rabin or, or other political figure comes on stage, it's, a, it's an archive from the period. Do you think what he stood for, the peace accords, his approach, his, his desire for change, do you think that that's a, that's lessening in your country? Do you think it's growing? Is there an undercurrent of that kind of a tone with respect to yeah. some of the issues, or yeah, is yeah. it being pushed no, no, aside? I think, I think it's pushed aside. I think that. Hmm. Um, also, let's let's remember that Rabin was killed by an Israeli right-wing guy, but he was killed also in the period that the ultra-nationalist Palestinians, fundamentalist and ultra-nationalists, put the, the maximum bombs in the Israeli silver cent centers. So by that, they also help to, to fragilize the status of the Rabin government. So this coalition of the people who, who don't want any peace in the region, which exists on both sides, is still uh, ruling. How can you not want peace? I, I, I mean, as a, I I mean, don't, as, as a father, the, I don't, as, I don't uh, get it. Ask the Europeans. I mean, they've killed, uh, in a way, the Middle East is, is relatively modest to, to the savagery of the, is very enlightened, uh, do you, know the, do, you know, do you know the philosopher Levinas, Emmanuel sure, Levinas? Sure, sure. So we killed 100 million people in the 20th century. Yeah. All religion, all philosophy has failed. Yeah. Now what do we do, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I bring this up in my interviews all the time with different people. I see your face, I have to say, invoke the Torah and say, thou shalt not kill. Yeah. And then we can start talking about yeah. Yeah. humanity. Of course. But that's what, what, what I'm saying. I'm saying that, uh, you know, you look at this enlightened European with with Mozart and Beethoven and Goethe and uh, mm. great painters and so on, and they, mm. Mm. they savaged Europe uh, not even 100 years ago. So, so uh, I, th I think that it's, it's a complicated conflict to reconcile. But I think the good thing to go back to Rabin is that there is an effort to reconcile it. There is an effort to, to take an active position in order to, to find a solution. Also, I like a lot what he says towards the end of the film, when he speaks about Gaza. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, he speaks about the fact that if Israel will withdraw unilaterally, it will create chaos. And the worst forces will take over, which really happened 10 years after his killing. And he said, if you withdraw, you have to make sure that there is water, electricity. So I think that in a way, peace, like any relationship, the other should exist. You know? mm. If you, you, you cannot have human relations, uh, unilaterally, and you cannot have peace unilaterally. You have to, to, have to involve the other. And the other exists, in your mind, through 
providing the basic necessities of life for so many Con people. Yeah, I think taking the others' uh, considerations. Kind of start there. Yeah, con considerations. Yeah. Uh, I love what you say about an act of passion towards change. I mean, yeah. you know, um, can't just sit idly by, yeah. right? You can't yeah. take a back absolutely, seat. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think in that sense, it was unique. You know? So I think the entire Middle East missed a great opportunity. And we are in the aftermath of this lost uh, opportunity. I, I, I know, uh, I interviewed uh, Denai Elan, whose film P.S. Jerusalem, I don't know if, you're, if you saw it in the, in the TIFF catalog, but a very good film, very interesting documentary. And I think I asked her a similar question about, about the hatred, about the inability to reconcile. Yeah. I think a lot of us in the West or the global North, we, 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 we think about the Middle East and say, wow, that's a, co a confusing mess. I don't understand it. Yeah. And we, we miss out these opportunities for yeah. insights and for growth because it seems like it's such a complicated thing. Yeah. Is it really about revenge? Is, I mean, on some level, are we just talking about hatred of the other? No, I revenge? think that there are some, uh, that, that are, uh, like I said, angelism. There mm -hmm. is a, uh, all sort of juxtaposition of religion into politics. And obviously it's a contradiction because religion is a, it's an idea of uh, absolutely, I mean, the other don't exist. Every religion thinks that it's the center of the world, you know. And, uh, and politics is different. Politics is a pragmatic way of, of taking into account the different forces. So I think when you inject religion into a conflict, it's, a, it's bad news. Uh, the police officer in one of the early scenes in the film talking about, I guess, uh, some of the, the layers that have been peeled back about terrorist elements and so on in, the, yeah. in, in, in Israeli culture, culture says to one of the reporters, uh, quote, I can't answer political questions, yeah. close quote. And I kind of laughed out loud. Yeah. And I thought, isn't that a simple metaphor for the system? Sure, of course. Oh, we don't want to talk about it. Sure. Let's just sweep it under the carpet. Sure. And is that, do you think, is that a part of Israeli culture in a sense? Or do, no, are I, people talking about these issues? No, I think that it's, it's a rather, it's not a monolithic society and you have a, a lot of discussion go, going on, you know. Uh, the, the, the question is which current will win? And right now, in my mind, it's not the good guys. Um, as a dad, as a father with a seven and a ten-year-old, I'm constantly asking the questions about how how am I going to influence my children, you know, for better and for worse. You know, uh, I joke with people and I say my kids will be screwed up. The, the, the term, you know, as far as my wife and I are concerned, is how much, right? What no, are we going to offer? I'm not them? sure. I have also two kids and they're not screwed up. I think, <laughs> I think you stand a good chance of having. Sensitive kids. Well, know. I hope so too. But I guess my point is, is that. But it is a project not less important than making correct. Films. Bringing good people into the world is. A yeah, and making you know, it's not like you say. This is a complicated thing. You know, raising a child is a complicated thing. We aren't going to raise good and bad kids. And yet, if we're not interested, like the police officer, in talking about political issues or yeah. sexual issues yeah. or ideological issues, we raise we we risk raising kids, teaching kids to not care. It seems to me. Yeah. on some level, or just to kind of um, parrot, parrot what other people are saying, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is, is fundamentally so yeah. dangerous, which allows these things to exist. Yeah, of course, of course. Sure. How uh, will your film um, be received at home, or how has it been received? 
No, it was not shown yet. We are releasing it on the day of the killing of Rabin, 4th of November this year, to 2015, which is, it was shot on the 4th of November 1995, so 20 years day by day, uh, in the big uh, Philharmonic uh, auditorium. It's 2,500 seats and uh, about wow. 200 meters from w where he was shot. Wow, that's incredible. So I'm sure it will, uh, it will make uh, me friends and others which are not, but that's fine. And has there been any kind of uh, sense uh, with people that you know that have actually maybe seen it or have heard about the project? Yeah, I'm sure they're building up, uh, you know, both camps are aligning. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You ex do you expect protests, that kind of things? Are those kinds of I things? don't know. You know yeah, I don't want to hard. predict, but uh, I think that it's a, it's a very sensitive issue. Um, there's a, uh, a, a, a quote here that I have from one of the, um, I guess, investigators in the commission who you seem to really be taking a very kind of uh, almost measured attack against in a way, or a measured critique, yeah. I, I would say, because it's so, the, the film plays on such a level, sort of even keel. Yeah. But one of them says to the woman, uh, who's one of the women lawyers, I believe, says, I don't understand your connect the connection between the Geneva connection, uh, the Con Geneva Convention, convention. And, and, and his assassination. Yeah. Like, unpack this for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that, uh, would you say your, your film sort of is acting as a metaphor for that kind of um, bureaucratic ignorance almost? I think so. I don't know if it's bureaucratic. The, the commission was limited in the mandate of investigation. So by the fact that we put these scenes in which they overrule certain questions, we establish also what are the questions. Conceptually understand what, what is the procedure that we do as a film. In a way, the film itself is the investigation the committee which never happened. Mm. You, you've several moments in the film you can't but help but think about kind of a radical right-wing like conspiracy comes out in the film and some of the dialogue is that uh is and certainly online as well a little bit of research that i did yeah, yeah. i'm i'm a little suspicious myself of conspiracy theories yeah, but yeah. where where do you sit on that i mean i'm also suspicious i think that uh, hmm. that it was written on the wall that he may be killed and uh, and I don't think there is a conspiracy. I think that you, you could have seen the forces, which I don't, I don't say everybody wanted to kill him, but wanted to destabilize him. It was visual and explicit. And I guess I, I kind of have to come back to my original question of, or one of my original questions about how is it that the human race is so uh, opposed to this idea of peace, of getting along? I don't know if it's, if it's the human race or some powers. So certain parts of the human race? Uh, absolutely. I think that there is inner conflict in, in each society, and then there are uh, dialectic, contradictory coalitions between opposing forces which don't want peace, want to destabilize peace. And they work together without even being coordinated. That's why I don't mm. believe in a conspiracy. In the conspiracy, right. I mean, I Which is ide ideology, in a yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't think that the, the uh, radical uh, nationalist uh, Palestinians who put the bombs were coordinating it with the Israeli extreme right wing. Right, right. But right. I think they serve the same purpose of destabilizing uh, the Rabin uh, government. Um, 
the, the, uh, the there's a shot of I believe of yes of a, tw a young boy with a sign yeah saying death to Rebbe yeah and I think you know in, in connection to to uh, the whole documentary fiction versus the reality and so on um, again I you know with my own young children I, I wonder about that kind of hatred about that kind of ideological yeah. education, that that uh, the, the the black and the white, if you will. Yeah. As a citizen, why didn't you write an essay about this? Why didn't you write a book about this? I mean, I'm just a filmmaker. <laughs> anyway, it's a good beginning. It's a great beginning. Um, uh, Amos, thank you for uh, joining yeah, us today on, on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for thank uh, your you. film. And uh, I, I wish uh, you all the success in the world with it. And I, I, I hope the protesters stay home okay. on uh, November the 4th. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for joining us today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.